All right, Quayle, hey, how about you chill? And it's time. It's time. Are you guys, you know what? I feel like I feel like doing an episode. It's time to unmute. I, f- I feel like unmuting in Discord. I feel like opening up a delicious Guinness draft stout. That's that's tonight's beverage of choice, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pop it. I'm gonna be real careful though because it's got the nitrogen ball in it, and sometimes it pops. Mm. I swear, I feel Woo. like I just heard like goofy Woo-hoo. flying off into ah, the distance fuck. in the background. Yep, that's exactly yeah. what happened. So we're gonna pour. Oh god, this is terrible. This is it just exploded all over me. That's what she said. Hey first time. <laughs> you never forget it. And then as with the good Guinness, look at that. Isn't that goddamn gorgeous? Pretty. Oh it's yeah. Very pretty. The the visual effect of it is like, oh, I love Guinness. I'm gonna I'm gonna so find filling, a though. towel. Really nice and heavy. Well, a man who explodes should always keep a towel nearby. Everybody. welcome to the black tower podcast we are a wheel of time podcast talking all things wheel of time and all things time all things wheel including including your will to not explode all over the face of one of your hosts this episode <laughs> is not brought to you by guinness but i sure fucking wish it was because hey, that would cool be delicious anyway i am your bajan mahel andrew both equally ashamed of me and proud of me are my co-hosts why don't you take it away josh Tell us how you're recovering from that explosion to the face. Was it nice? Oh, you, go for it? you know what? Mm. He sips such Willie. In the words of Peter Pan, bangerang. And I am your Soro Van Mahale, Josh. Um, just, Get I'm just here, out. Man. I'm just here. No, Josh is here to give you incorrect no. movie quotes, apparently, because right off. That was well, Rufio screen, you said, Get that out, said and he immediately froze and went quiet. Okay, Rufio did say bangering, but at one point in time, right after Peter makes the food appear with his imagination, they go, how's your bobo, Peter? And he goes, bang. I'm definitely missing out because all I can think of is... Don't script. mess with me, man! I'm a lawyer! <laughs> I just can't get over the fact that somebody's named Rufio. Like, yeah. Rufio. It sounds like a Rufio. really bad version oh. of a Pokemon. Oh. Hey, dude. Uh. Jokes. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. No, it's okay. You don't need to. It would actually oh, yeah. be wrong for you to join in. Because you don't know. I was just going to make jokes about the name Rufio. but Yeah. No, that's fair. Or some of you know joke, him. Jokes that Prince do not Zuko. survive in 2023. 
Yes, and uh, just so that everybody is aware, I am your Amon Khan Guinness Rum uh, to, what's a good other thing? <laughs> Grenadine uh, Mahale. Because <laughs> that's what's in my drink right now. Not actually Guinness, but I am with uh, Andrew completely to say that if uh, Guinness wants to come on down, I will go ahead and drink the shit out of some Guinness and uh, promote it even more than we already do on this show to all of our 2,000 some subscribers on or followers on Twitter and the eight people that are going to see this in video form (laughs) (laughs) over and over again we appreciate the rewatch yes you know what that's probably the best thing about our listeners is they're like their their wives or or husbands or boyfriends or girlfriends will come in and be like you you, haven't you seen that like eight Mm -hmm. times they're like yeah but check it out here's where daniel goes That was uh-huh. both of us are doing really good at Here's where Daniel tonight. goes, to be fair. And then on screen, Daniel will be like, to be fair. And he'll and then our listeners are like, to be fair. Like mouth like <laughs> And then everybody in the room with them is like. This is why we can't have nice things, Chet. And then and then they go, nice then they go, then they go. This is why I don't listen to this show with you, because look what it's done to you. <laughs> Which means the weekly dose of taint is working. <laughs> But you know what else is true? What else is true? I have it on good authority that if you wear people down enough, they'll listen to the Black Tower with you. (laughs) (laughs) So, there is hope. There is always hope. There is always, always, always hope. And sometimes it's old hope. And sometimes it's a new hope. Oh snap. Hey, that's like uh that's like the background music for the Taint Watch video that I made. The trailer for Taint Watch. Hashtag Taint Watch. Follow hashtag Taint Watch on all social media platforms. Instagram, uh, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. It's gonna be great. You're gonna see the whole process of the new batch of the dark ones taint this one is going to be taintier why is it spicy it's gonna be great it's gonna be amazing you guys are gonna love um are we are we calling it the dark ones taint again or are we giving it a new name Uh, i don't know is it different enough that it should warrant its own name or is it just a modification on the recipe from last year it will definitely be different enough so if we want to do like a taint 2.0 or something like that i'm definitely thinking we should continue along with the theme of the dark ones taint but we maybe we can open that up to patrons maybe we can no i'm just shinar haran's taint it's Mm -hmm. basically the dark ones taint but it's more tangible the avatar (laughs) of taint (laughs) But when the world needed him the most, he turned into a husk. Oh, snap. Speaking of uh, being a Patreon, 
have you gone to blacktowerpod.com and clicked on Patreon and become a patron? It's the best Patreon in the world. In well, the world. Right after Amaranth. We're still building our portfolio. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're down three hot tubs and about a bajillion uh, bikinis. <laughs> but um, the banana hammocks are in route. I was, about to I was say, gonna say you speak for yourself. Had, I have so many bikinis. <laughs> if we have that many followers, I'll record in a bikini live from Jordan Con. Bruh, every episode <laughs> done. So just how did Josh get up. banned from uh, from Jordan Con again? Tell us. Oh, the story it's a funny again. story. <laughs> well, kids, back in the summer of 2023, <laughs> well, he got summer. degenerate shamed out of Jordan Con. Oh my god. <laughs> But yes, blacktowerpod.com is our website. It's got all things Black Tower Podcast to include our social medias. And the big one is Patreon. Uh, Patreon, we it reinvest. The big one 100... is Andrew. What? The big one is Andrew. Yeah, that's the I'm, big one. I'm, I'm bigger than both of you guys. Um, In some respect. None of which I'm happy about. I was I lost my train of thought, Andrew. You you finished the sales pitch, Andrew. Son of a bitch. Oh, so we got Patreon where you can go and you can get all kinds of benefits. You can listen to us record live. You can get early access to the fully edited episodes a week to week and a half earlier than everybody else gets them publicly. If you miss the live recordings, and even if you're here for the live recording, you just want to listen again, you can do that. We send out stickers on a bi-monthly basis. Speaking of patrons, uh, stickers came in for this month. They were a little delayed. They will be out by the end of the week to your lovely mailboxes. Um, at or your not lovely you mailboxes, depending on how your mailboxes are. We're not going to judge your, your mailbox. If you decided to decorate it, if they allow that. I don't know. I don't know if they've ever been asked that. Hey, can I decorate my P.O. box? At higher but tiers, you can, can I get... decorate my P.O. box. <laughs> you can get one of our illustrious sword and or dragon well, and dragon coins at the appropriate tiers, which you can then use to coin check any or all three of us anytime you see us in public. And if we don't have the coin, then we buy you drinks. But if we have coins, all of us or whoever you coin check, you buy a drink. Look it up. It's a military tradition that we've brought to the Black Tower. And tons of other benefits that are yours for the taking. And if you want to check out and see what those are, just go, like Josh said, to blacktowerpod.com and click on the link to become a patron. Yeah. Indeed. And it'll be the greatest decision of your life. Just ask any one of our four patrons. Ah, just kidding we have more than four. and if you just want to get the whole thing over and done with and you just want to go ahead and support us for a whole year at a time you can That's true. and i think you get like a is it like a 10 to 13 percent discount on the yeah. whole price correct us for a year at a time in case you're like ah, i can do it right now because it is you know tax season maybe you got your tax refund back and you're like this needs to go to a a worthwhile cause a cause that betters all of humanity and blacktowerpod.com will take you wherever that is true story true story guys black tower individual uh, experiences may vary text always <laughs> <laughs> no but it's great it's really we do have a lot of fun and a hundred percent of the funds that we get through patreon go right back into 
our patron account and it goes right back into making things fun for you guys and the more support we get the bigger and better the parties are going to get like it's all just, these stickers thanks patron that's true yeah all you you guys just basically bought stickers from yourselves and i donated my time designing it because i loved it and it was fun but anyway uh go and check us out if it's for you we'd love to have your support we're infinitely grateful for it if it's not for you or it's not for you right now definitely understand uh and we thank you for listening anyway let us know what you think about us uh what the podcast does and the things we talk about and what you want us to talk about let us know in the comments uh down below on youtube and the the comments on uh podcorn or wherever you listen to podcast at and if you want to absolutely make sure we get it, send us a DM on Twitter at Tower Podcast or send us an email at blacktowerpod at gmail.com. But without further ado, uh, we have one of our longer and lovelier in terms of melody. It's like a nice, relaxing, chilling mel uh, melody. Uh, spoiler condoms for you tonight. So we're going to go ahead and rip that foil packaging open pinch the tip and just roll it all the way on to the base. And if you're feeling frisky, just go beyond and see how far back you can roll it. Um, I'm not a professional, so don't think my advice is medical fact. So, but feel free to do you're an adult, make your own decisions. Also taint one. This is your black tower podcast wheel of time. Spoiler warning. There are neither beginnings nor endings to spoilers but this is a beginning. If you continue to listen, you may be cursed with the knowledge yet to come. These curses may include knowledge that you are, in fact, just a farm boy. Drinking one glass of wine now leads to mustache pulling and a hell of a hangover. Resigning that you will never be as good with the ladies as your friends are. Realizing Andrew is bae, regardless of your gender or sexual orientation. The inability to stop tugging your braid in anger, even if you don't have hair. And understanding that the word taint is simultaneously a noun, adjective, and verb. Discovering you have more titles than actual name. The BDE, also known as Big Dragon Energy, becomes undeniable. Finding yourself promising to read a new spring and never getting to it. An uncontrollable urge to argue over inconsistent pronunciations. Knowing that hating gone is a responsibility, not a privilege. Again, there are no beginnings or endings to spoilers, but this is a beginning. You have been warned. And if you're, if you heard all that and you're still good and you're still here, let's fucking go. Oh, that's what else you can do as a patron. You can record a spoiler warning for us and we'll Oh, that's right. It. Yeah. That's true. So if you want to do it, do it and either hit us up in Discord or just send it to us at blacktowerpod at gmail.com. True, true. Anyway, it's a thing you can Daniel. I I I'm 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 sensing telepathically that you know what we're talking about tonight, as apparently Siri wants to get in on the conversation. Yes, indeed. Uh, I am typically the the master of the topics, not actually coming up with them necessarily, but bringing us into what we are talking about for the week. Uh, 
and this is no different. Uh, I think that this is a very interesting topic. Uh, it was not one that was even put in by me. It was actually, I think Josh put this one in, uh, which is awesome. Um, so I think that the the story does a fairly good job of describing in a lot of ways the general power levels of the people who can channel in the third age. Um, and there's a lot of discrepancy between sort of the weakest channelers and the strongest channelers uh, in the third age if they were actually born into the third age, if you will. Uh, but Robert Jordan, I feel like, does a relatively good job, as I said, communicating what that power discrepancy is and sort of one of the reasons that causes it. But we do also have some people who were not born in the Age of Legends, or sorry, who were not born in the Third Age and actually were born in the Age of Legends. Uh, and a number of them seem to well outclass some of the people who were born in the Third Age. Now, we've talked somewhat extensively on this, uh, this show before about the supposition by a number of Browns in the White Tower, as well as uh, a number of other people outside the White Tower, as well as men who show up to the Black Tower and things like that, about what is causing a lowering of power in the Third Age, both in scope and in proliferation between people. Uh, and so we actually wanted to go ahead and talk a little bit about that, uh, about what sort of is that discrepancy between the channelers from the Age of Legends into the channelers into the Third Age. Uh, now, to start this discussion, we do have to talk a little bit about what we mean by that. Um, Robert Jordan does not actually use a power scale really, um, outside of the glossary. He does actually give you a little bit of a thing. Actually, is it the glossary or the big white book of bad art? I think it's the big white book of bad art. The, you're talking about the, the plus 12 minus or plus two well, plus 12. Yes. So I think that that particular weird scale is in the Big White Book of Bad Art, as well as the uh, the RPG that was made. Might be in the Companion as well. I think. Okay, for, it might be in the Companion only. So, so our okay. our initial entry on this is uh, notes that Robert Jordan had placed in a blog, um, okay. where he he discussed sort of the level set. Um, then it actually gets modified in the companion. Okay. And then and that as was... well as, let's see. Oh, it looks like it, it was, it was, so it was, that was kind of fleshed out. It's been modified a couple times and then fleshed out in the companion. Yes. So it's, this is an interesting uh, thing that happened throughout the book. So we're going to go back real quick and talk for just a moment about the publishing of The Wheel of Time. Uh, Tor Books was approached by Robert Jordan um, with an idea for a book. 
And Torbooks said, great. We think, is it? Nice. Yeah, it's in the and, companion as well. Nice. At least for a And Torbooks said, hey, we'll totally publish your first book. And then we'll see how it goes. And Robert Jordan went, awesome. That's basically what I have right now. And then he wrote The Eye of the World. And Torbooks published it. And it did quite well. Then Torbooks said, hey, you want to write two more? And Robert Jordan says, okay, I can totally do that. So he writes The Great Hunt and The Dragon Reborn. Then Torbooks publishes those. They also do well enough for Torbooks to then turn around and say, all right, cool. Write as many as you want now and we'll go ahead and publish them. <laughs> and Robert Jordan says, great. I'll probably I'm... write like three or two or three more. Right, exactly. That is 100% what happens. <laughs> and then he ends up writing a ton more. Uh, and it definitely feels like between books one and two and three, he has a lot more understanding of the world that he's building. And I think part of that is because he wanted to communicate the story as it was in his head. And you didn't need to know a shit ton of world building for the first book. You needed to know enough. And it was important to know certain things, but getting into the nitty gritty of a lot of stuff did not matter. And it would have been very heavy handed. Then you go into books two and three and it becomes a little less heavy handed because there's a lot more going on that you kind of need to know about as far as the nuts and bolts of the world that you're living in. Then you get into all of the rest of the books and semi along with Robert Jordan you're learning about the world that he's creating and so that's one of the reasons that the power levels of people sort of Dragon Ball Z all, yeah they kind of Dragon Ball Z along with the the different seasons of uh, of of the the thing because the original scale that we had for how to tell or, or how to classify channelers quantifiably in a power chart was very simplistic. And it really didn't go ahead and take a lot of nuance or a wider range into account. Uh, then it gets changed into a different one when Robert Jordan realizes that there's more variance that he needs to go ahead and uh, account for, as well as more nuance that he wants to add into the world in general. Then I, I believe at some the initial point you one. get sort of the last one that is sort of people really being like, okay the best way to think about this is X. And I'm sure it doesn't work for everybody, but I feel like the the sort of third one that we got is sort of the most intuitive, even if it's still not that intuitive. Sorry, Andrew, you were like... No, you're fine. I, I was talking in the middle of you talking. Um, okay. I believe the initial one was like purely 
out of a score of zero to a hundred, this person can hold X amount of the power, and that there go is their strength. Which um, the second one took in more, um, more categories or more characteristics that can make a Chandler st- uh, stronger. You know, the more elements of their knowledge or their proficiencies and their skill sets. Um, I think it took in more knowledge than it did like their specific kind of proclivities or talents, be it capital T or lowercase d. Whereas by the time we kind of get to the third kind of ranking, we're talking more, how much can you hold? How much knowledge and tact and skill do you have? And do you have any special talents or anything that you excel at that isn't just you applied yourself very strongly, but something that like, is your your uncanny boost, you know? Um, where's your additional like kind of class feature if you play D&D enough? Um, something mm-hmm. you get just by proxy of being who you are. Um, and I don't, I don't think there was as, there were definitely def, uh, changes between the second ranking and the third ranking, but yes. not nearly as many that drastically changed or significantly changed between the first and the second. Because um, what happened over the course, and what Robert Jordan, I'm sure, realized over the course of even the first three books, is you had this ranking already for people. So you're like, okay, well, here's Moraine, and then here's uh, Nynaeve, and then here's Egwene, and then here's Elaine. And then you start doing things, and you're like, uh, um, actually, Mo- Moraine is here. Um, but then you got to take an account, uh, which is something I like that Tor.com does. Uh, they have an article up from 2015. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's almost like we all like think similarly. Um, yes, but it tries to talk about the strength chart of major Chandlers, not all Chandlers. Yes. Um, and I like what they did with this one where they're referencing their initial strength and then the individual's potential strength. Yes. Um, which can be confusing until like you start recognize who the characters are and maybe why they have an initial and then a potential strength uh, yes. kind of thing um and of course like everything else about chandler's the the side dean side is sorely lacking but that's because the entire world is sorely lacking in knowledge of uh of side dean um well and one does, of the things that i actually it does infinitely put male chandler's intrinsically no it doesn't Yes, it does. It puts male Chandlers intrinsically stronger than female Chandlers on this chart. Um, well, it also only is, mentions ones that are really strong in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, it does. Like, well, with the exception <laughs> of like two, they're all kind of you know forsaken. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it kind yeah. of makes sense. And of the two that aren't forsaken, one is I don't know, literally the prophesied Messiah. Yes. Yes. Well, and so two things that I actually really think are interesting about this chart is that it does feel A, incomplete, but also B, more complete. Because I love this thing over here. They have this life expectancy sort of you see thing. The discrepancy there? I was about to say, like, with the life discrepancy, with the life expectancy. So they, they have a column that says the SIDAR strength equivalent. And you go across the life expectancy that says 717 years for yep. the top tier Sidare equivalent yep. you go to the Sidare chart and the top the top life expectancy is like 0.5 short of 800 years because yep. you know just got to be that kind of dick you get a half a year less right and 
people that don't even get anywhere near that. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Uh, but one of the things that I love on this thing is that there is a, that there's another sort of box over here that it only describes when it actually gets to it and it's important, which is if you go down about halfway down the chart or the table or whatever you want to call it, they have this 20 or 21 being the traveling one power threshold. Anyone under that that sort of level of ability to channel with Sidar shouldn't be able to travel. Now, again, I say shouldn't because there's a male channeler who shouldn't be able to travel who actually fucking can, uh, like, really, really well. But uh, so there are definitely a number of, like, exceptions to the rule. But at the same time, this is a little thing that I, I saw that I really loved. And I wish there were a little bit more like notes along those lines. But I also love how down here on the Sidene section, they have Asmodian. <laughs> they do not have Asmodian post land fearing. What? Restrained, yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> restrained. Even though they, they have, absolutely yeah. have like Suan, uh, they don't have Asmodian during his My Chemical Romance phase. Yes, exactly. Ah. Even though they do have like you know Suan, uh, post stilling and uh, well, for her they say post Emerlin. They do. I'm like, why? Why? Why do you say yeah, post Emerlin for Suan and post stilling for Leanne? Like, what did Leanne do to hurt Tor.com to where? No, nah, she got stilled, but Suan just wasn't the Emerlin anymore. Yes. Well, and then of course you have more rain pre-fin and like things like that. Yeah. So I, I think it's it's really yeah, interesting that they have the right a number of like things about uh adding caveats to to what they're sort of throwing on there for the ladies. But of course, it is also a 2015 article. So like, it seems yeah. like they haven't updated in a while or anything along those lines. But still, 2015 was far enough in the books that they should definitely have known some information about different male channelers and things, including a number of Ashaman that should be on this chart who are not. Anyway. I, I think, I think, so... When I first started reading the books, the person that introduced the books to me uh, described channeling to me because I, I was confused by, he, he was speaking to someone else who had read the books and they were being very cryptic uh, so as to avoid spoilers. And they would use terms like, Good oh, yeah, they burnt themselves out. So mm. that changed that thing. And I'm going, okay, wait a minute. What does that mean? Because you guys have said it a number of times. And <clears throat> I'm not quite sure how that has any bearing on the magic system. And at this time, I'm like in the middle of book one or two. <laughs> and they say, they say, so here's the deal. Channeling is like using your body as a vessel. You bring the power in to you and then chant as a manifestation of your will and i was like hey that's pretty cool and then my buddy said but hey, what happens if you pour too much liquid into a cup i said well it overflows and he said yes you shut your mouth no so the thing, thing is <laughs> you drink faster 
Um, yes. And he said, so, but a the human body master. taking in an ethereal force. Drink your cup faster. Your, your body can't just let it go. You have to direct it. You have to channel it or you have to willingly, you know, send it somewhere else. Um, as a matter of fact, this is why uh, it's so dangerous to, uh, to undo fire with one power because you have to disperse that heat around and if you're not careful you could end up just lighting everything else on fire yes. oh look i've got a fire in my campfire i'm gonna put that up <clears throat> oh my god now i have so many other fires <laughs> i know i'll distribute the heat ah! no but did so you just the... invent one power napalm i did i like it or no oh. one power greek fire it's never you a see, war crime the first time. So the, you see, right. uh, <laughs> while I was alive, I would just have a problem and then throw a Molotov cocktail at it. And then boom, new problem. So, so when you have, when you, when you, for, for at least for me, and for those the major who have, pain solution. That's right. And for those that have the, uh, the kind of brain that I have. Oh, hi there. Wow. Okay. That got bright all of a sudden. Um, for those that have the kind of brain that I have, I also look bright red. Hey. Um, you you, know, you kind of look like an Irish caricature right now. I know, right? It's offensive. Kind of red hair, rosy cheeks, really, really bright offensive. skin. Yeah. What are you doing? That's next month's holiday. Oh, shit. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <My bad. laughs> we're not there yet, even though you pulled out the Guinness. There we go. Now we're now we're looking like a little bit normal, Josh. There we go. How's that? A fucking that, leprechaun. Is that a little better? That's today. a little better. Okay, so the uh, so it helps to kind of for me it kind of helps to think about. Oh, I am a channeler. My body is a vessel to channel the one power. Some people's chalice or vessel is much larger than other people's chalice or vessel now another way for tech geek computer people uh, the amount you can channel is the amount of ram you have in your motherboard uh, what happens if you try and put too much processing through your ram your computer goes and can't do it so it's that is the noise that my note. computer usually makes when it... <laughs> right, right. It is interesting to note that some people have very large cojones. I mean, capacities for channeling. And some people have very small... Stay out of my bathroom. Cajon ...capacities for channeling. Definitely stay out of my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and, and quantifying this becomes very difficult because first off it's you know we often refer to uh kind of some magic systems as as soft magic systems or hard magic systems with a lot of really great rules brandon sanderson is really used great to have at a writing soft magic system magic systems <laughs> uh, brandon sanderson is really great at writing magic systems that have specific rules and criteria Okay, uh, Jason Denzel uh, from Dragon Mount, he wrote his own 
uh, books, the Mystic series, that is an incredibly soft magic system. Okay. But it is still really good. It, it it's a great trilogy. It really is. Um, and this, yes, the those two things are not is, mutually exclusive. Yes. You can have a very soft magic system and be but, great, or a soft magic system and be trash. But you can you also go, have a very don't worry, system. honey. It's fine. <laughs> It's and fine. You, I like your you soft say, magic system. If you sit down and try and pick apart how the mist works in in the Mystic series, you can't. Uh, it it's just one of those things you'll never understand unless you're a Mystic. That's how it is. But Robert Jordan's kind of giving us the best of both worlds. Mystic art. Well, that is true. Okay, oh, go ask Doctor Strange. But Robert Jordan's done something truly impressive, I think, where he's given us the best combination of hard and soft magic systems because we do have rules you know you know men can channel sidene women can channel sidar uh you can have circles men can go up to you know have as many people in the circle as they want but only women can have you know women can only have a circle up to 13 which i know the tv show is messing with well there's there's the caveat in there like i know you're getting at is that it, you can't but, even start a circle with male chandlers unless you have a female chandler yes and you can't go above the what is it like 12 cap for or 13 cap for a circle of female chandlers unless you add in a male chandler yeah i think for yeah 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 i so can't believe i remembered numbers holy shit which which is fun which is fun because you start talking about the hundred companions um Fuck they were off linked. siri holy shit sorry they were linked so who helped them do that Anyway, oh, uh, were wait, were they linked? They were not linked. I thought they were. They were specifically not linked. Oh, okay. maybe they maybe they had an Angriol that like. Okay, I thought, that, I thought that it was a full... possible. Because anyway, but anyway, I don't remember ever seeing that they were linked. They were all there. The the so, point oh, being, that is an interesting idea. They were all there. yeah. We should we should research that. We should do that. Uh, I think but, that that is an interesting thing because that would then give the Dark One access to Side Air, presumably. We'll put a pin in that, and we'll talk about that. So we'll put that on a list somewhere. That's Somebody good. write that down. <laughs> write, write that down. I'm write working that down. on it. It's happening. Um, but but again, as my companions have pointed out, and as you've been thinking as you've been listening along, well, yes, but if you have a, uh-huh, you have an exception to the rule. You have caveats to the rules. And the more you see these rules Asperance. of the one power, Asperance. the more you kind of go, Okay, but what are the actual fucking rules? <laughs> there are no actual There rules. are no actual, because they talk about uh, Andral is so weak in the power that he can't even break rocks with fire, but the dude can open up massive gateways. So what? Hey, so pasta, Daniel. Well, so my, uh, my thought about the, those are two different thoughts, and I'm going to get into both of them relatively quickly. Number one, uh, as far as the magic system being hard or soft, one of my favorite things about what Robert Jordan does is that there are some rules that he tells you, and there are some rules that are written in the glossary. And the ones that are actually written in the glossary seem like they're sort of the objective truth in some ways about how 
the power works because when he actually writes them down in the glossary he's basically telling you these are my thoughts about how the magic system is supposed to work and i think that you know you shouldn't actually be able to get above a certain power level without actually using men and women and you know part of the whole reason that i wrote this story is an allegory about how women and men should work together and blah 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 but during the story there is a complete and utter crapshoot about when you get told a rule about magic because everything's from someone's perspective and at least 75% of those people are wrong about something at some point when they tell it to somebody else or think it in their own head. And so when you're reading it and you're the audience and you're being like, okay, this is how magic should work. Everything, so much stuff is just wrong. So much stuff is just someone figuring something out on their own and then postulating that to everybody else as fact rather than actually knowing the objective truth about what's going on. And I love that. It makes the magic system simultaneously more hard and more soft because you know there's a rule. You just don't know what it is. Because this person thinks they've figured out the rule, but they're probably wrong. Um, and then the other thing that I want to throw out there as far as Andril is concerned, I love the the example of Andril because how many people in the world are really, really good at one thing? So many people. That's like almost one of the things that makes us human is your all of our brains work so differently. I mean, like, again, they're all to a like we're more alike than we are different but at the end of the day like my brain works so differently to come up with answers and make connections and do things like that than the next joe schmo who is is trying to think about the exact same things and so again when you run into somebody who just doesn't really have that much handyman experience but he'll fix your AC like a motherfucker. Like that's exactly what I think about when it's, when I'm, when I have thoughts about like Andrel is the idea that for some reason, gateways, he just went, that makes a hundred percent sense to me. And I can do that even though I shouldn't be able to. And again, like there are so many people who, are just dog shit at math but then you'll like ask them a question like oh, oh my god the scene with kevin in the office where they're like you're terrible at math unless we start asking you how many pies this is and then he's like oh yeah no if it's food I related that i can do math immediately like yeah because it's what you find important and what your brain is okay with making the connection with. And I I love that Andrel is such a great example and such a public example of you don't need to know everything about magic to be really good at this one thing. And in fact, you can actually not know a lot about magic 
but your brain goes that I got that I figured out that made sense to me yeah <clears throat> but we're talking uh now that we've kind of laid out the the kind of like thoughts and everything about uh the magic system and and how kind of wonky it is and how there's no yes. true concrete answer but there are definitive like yeah we all agree on answers uh for the yeah. kind of power structure amongst all the chandlers in the wheel of time um we're comparing age of legends to the third age we did have um, a topic didn't we yeah oh no it's fine because i think well, we set a very good like it's good to establish a foundation a, a nice smooth concrete hangar floor from which there to build go. our foundations of world dominant i mean uh, explanation <laughs> on the differences in, in channeling path um indeed so um we referenced or i referenced or and daniel kind of agreed with uh tour.com earlier but it's it's hilarious because you scroll down the very first comment is uh as the internet does a comment about how wrong the rankings are um because the rankings on tour.com from this again 2015 article uh do put elaine and Egwene underneath Catswain, which from how much of the power they can hold is abundantly wrong abundantly wrong uh both elaine both potential and current and Egwene can hold a lot more side there than Kat Swain can. However, however, counterpoint, Kat Swain do be that bitch that knows way, way more. Um, and so yep. therefore her strength uh, skyrockets. So again, she just took a DNA test. Turns out oh. she's 100% that bitch. And oh. also, that bitch got a paralysis net. So there is that. There is that. <laughs> um, so the, these are the things that uh, that was taken more into account into this kind of second wave of the power structure and ranking. And in any fantasy medium, it becomes intrinsically hard to retcon and correct a power scaling system. This is why I made Not the true. DBZ comment earlier. It's not that the status of power amongst characters changes. It, it really doesn't. They just introduce new, bigger baddies that are stronger. But they do so in a way that makes the power scaling system of Dragon Ball Z absolutely irrelevant. Um, and that is a, a representation of a failure to, met, to mitigate and manage a power scaling uh, platform. But Dragon Ball Z has probably also been on the air far, far, far longer than a Toriyama ever imagined. Uh, and thankfully, yes. not nearly as long and will not be as long as One Piece because you should fucking stop. Um, hey, 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 sorry, hey, Josh. hey, sorry, hey, Josh. hey, uh, tell us how you really feel, Andrew. I think the, the tenement thing of a fantastic series is knowing when to fucking stop. And I thought Naruto had it and then they fucked up and continued with Boruto. So uh, there's that. At least, at least Bleach fucking stopped. I never thought I'd say anything good about Bleach, but at least they stopped. Anyway, speaking of people that didn't stop and didn't stop even more than most people knew, uh, let's talk power structure. Side air, number one, top of the top, creme a la creme, not by the end of the series, but still creme a la creme, Lanfear. Lanfear, Olivia, and Simarog. Um, according to the, the ranking kind of from the, the companion and the events of the books, they stand at the top of the side dare ranking uh, level which I, I could see these these well uh, other than 
uh, I believe Olivia, because she's one of the she's a she one of the uh, or no, yeah. she's a she's a demone. she's a former she rehabilitated Shawn That's right. Sorry, yes, yeah. that's what I meant. Yeah, she's Not rehabilitated a... Shawn So other than Olivia, Lanfear and Simarog are both Age of Legends figures. It yes. makes sense that they're at the top because we know there's been a calling of male Chandlers. We know that in the Westlands that has ultimately led to a decrease or at least is theorized to be the main reason uh, for a decrease in the overall strength of Chandlers in the Westlands. So it makes sense that Age of Legends figures are going to be at the top of the list. Um, and we see this as one of the first things that uh, Mo Gideon remarks uh, whenever she fights uh, Nynaeve at what Thailand's palace, yeah, um, mm -hmm. where she's like, she's like, you stand no chance. Y'all are so much weaker. Y'all have forgotten. I have I have learned and forgotten more than y'all have ever even learned. Um, yep. Which yep. is something I hear so much in the IT community from you know <laughs> in it for like thirty also, fucking years. It wasn't Thailand's palace. It was uh, Amathera's. Yeah. 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 Okay. You're right. Yeah. I remembered that but, yeah. too. Right as you were. At least I knew it was a palace. That's that's a half paddle yes. back for me. Um, well, the one with the Mercedes symbol in it. That's right. And yeah. the mammoth. I knew skull. what was in there. I just didn't know the name. And the saber toothed um, tiger skull. Yeah, and the other thing that now sits in Michael Livingston's. Robert Jordan desk at the Citadel. Yes. Huh. Anyway. So one thing I actually so, want to throw out here before we continue on this, this sort of journey into talking about this chart, uh, I do want to throw out there, this is one of the things that I think is fascinating about charts like this, is that you throw in these like potentials and initial and like, pre-stilling and after-stilling and pre-fin and after-fin and you're going ahead and throwing in a bunch of caveats for sort of what's going on and again when you're thinking about characters that go through so much like Egwene for example I feel like Egwene should be on here like four times because I feel like her initial going to the tower is one thing and then after she has her time with the sean chan is another and then she goes over and hangs out with the wise ones and it changes again and then maybe only three times because i feel like it doesn't really change drastically after that but i feel like once you start throwing in caveats you now need to go ahead and like sort of talk about the main characters like almost every time they go ahead and uh, deal with a power change because other also like it has on here that Nynaeve is a four initially and then she gets up to a three later, which to be very clear, this particular chart has one being the highest uh, power and more numbers is bad, uh, not the other way around. Um, but again, it's that thing of like, can you really call Nynaeve's like initial a four when she has a block that actually stops her from accessing that most of the time? Because like with well, the is, block, this is part of the problem. She's a zero, or like not a zero, a, a an eighty or whatever the chart goes up to, because she can't uh, access down the to power 72. at all. Like, 
Okay, so this, this is part of the problem with the chart, right? Is yeah. that the characters that we go along the series with and experience life with, they grow and get change. upgrades and changes. <laughs> but Cat's Wing stays at five or plus eight or whatever you want to call it. Um, because that's where we meet Cat Swain. We meet Cat Swain at a point where she's refined her skills, she's refined her craft to the point where she has been to the tower, through the tower, in the tower, said, fuck the tower, came back to the tower, said, fuck the tower again, and retired. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's, it is an intrinsically imbalanced system in terms of perspective to the Chandlers as they grow gain skills, gain knowledge, and gain proficiency, which yeah. again has been one of the biggest problems with the, the first uh, kind of chart that we saw for, for Chandlers in the Will of Time, the second one, and persists to be uh, a problem with the third. And yes. a, a full-on just reality of this, you're trying to quantify a large set of variables across multiple different groups even when you divide amongst Sidene and Sidere and make them mutually separate or completely separate from each other, yep. even within their own strata, you're making, you're, you're trying to account for so many variables that it makes a hardcore ranking impossible. impossible. Absolutely impossible. Well, because and- will Cat Swain win against somebody that's so new to channeling as Avienda, who's only been channeling for what, a year, year and a half? Probably. Yeah. Absolutely. Cat Swain is just going to fucking dance around her. Spear sister made into the spear or not. It doesn't matter. When it comes to channeling, Cat Swain's going to be like, that's fucking adorable. Do it again so I can stop it again. You know, but you're going to have people with uh, with like the souls and the abilities of like Elaine and Egwene and Nynaeve and these just overbearingly powerful presences that it's not going to matter what Cat Swain does. There is a need in the pattern for them to succeed. Ergo, plot armor. Ergo, they will succeed. Well, and it's fun that you bring up the pattern. The pattern. Because what do we know about the pattern? The pattern puts things in balance. It it, it just does. It, It puts things in balance. That's why they talk about in the early series when they've captured the last couple of false dragons... They were stronger than anyone's ever, like, in memory. They're stronger. Because the wheel is trying to balance Sidene and Sidar. It has to. It it, it has to find balance. And so I think a lot of people, but, but again, as we've already discussed to death, the amount of power that you can channel is a very insignificant measure to check when talking about your capability with the one power the atlantic ocean is worthless to a thirsty man exactly and and we actually see this in the white tower i feel so smart now say (laughs) in the white tower they go oh yes uh the sister who can channel the most is the one who's in charge and is the one who shall be shown deference to and um uh, it's the one who can channel the most. That's the ranking system. And the IE wise ones are like, well, that's stupid. What if the person who can channel the most is a dummy? And the White Tower's like, well, yes, that does happen sometimes. And the IE will go, then why give them authority? Well, 
because they can channel a lot. Okay. And it's, there's, there's a lot of interesting things. And I think a lot of people, and I believe, and, and please, please do not take this as me offering woke criticisms of the TV show. I'm not, I am not going there. We're not, we'll have that conversation in person if you'd like to have that conversation. But I believe this is one of the things that they're going to be changing in the TV show, because this is one of the things that they've said straight up, we're changing the mechanics of how the one power works. And a lot of people reading the book series go, well, wait a minute. Why are men generally able to channel more? But the phrasing they use is, why are men stronger in the one power? Okay, they're not. They're not. By and large, they can channel more. That does not make them stronger or more powerful. As we've just noted, a hundred different ways. So you've got, and even Rand, the most powerful channeler in existence was held in a shield. Because it doesn't matter how powerful you are, you're not that powerful, sorry. And you both raised your hands when I threw that in there. Go ahead, Andrew. Okay, I, I was also going to point, and it's a really quick point, um, is there's this disingenuous but also uh, common failure in terms of mitigating, uh, measuring strength as instead of measuring power, you measure destructive capability as strength. Yes. And Sidene is listed or, or portrayed for males as intrinsically males being stronger in channel uh, channeling things like fire and earth, um, these more kind of quote unquote destructive elements, uh, which anything is destructive in its own way. You, but you get what I'm saying is uh, when you think of, I want an element that can destroy stuff, you don't generally think water, you don't generally think air, you think earth, fire, that kind of stuff. Uh, where side D or side air is uh, stronger in air and water weaves. So this, this connection between destructibility gets equated to strength, which in the grand scheme is not true. In the scheme of war, yeah, you might have some merit to stand on because, well, war is completely irrational. War is completely about destruction and destroying, um, but that does not equate to strength. And I yes. yield the remainder of my time. <laughs> the gentleman will yield his time. From, from Seattle. Yield back his time. The, gentleman, the chair now recognizes the gentleman from Seattle. So I cannot agree more with Andrew, but I do also want to throw another thing on here that is an interesting piece of how the magic systems work. Because again, we talk regularly and the sisters and the Ashaman and everything talk regularly about how do you access the powers that you are wielding, the powers that you are channeling. I think it is actually somewhat unsurprising that the group that sort of needs to or it works this way or whatever it is that you want to call it, that they need to surrender to that power, have a hard time making it do what they want to uh, to a degree of 
doing more than what it allows them to. Surrender does not lend itself to overly powerful things. But you know what does? Grabbing a hold of the strongest force in the universe and bending it to your will. And so again, it's this idea of no one, no one should actually think that a skilled wielder of Sidar cannot take out a less skilled wielder of Sidine or one who doesn't know as much or, you know, anything along those lines. Because as we've talked about, there is so much more that goes into a duel or into a power level or into an intelligence around a system than just your ability to grab more of it or an ability to channel more of it, or an ability to be a conduit of more of the raw data, or the raw fire, or the raw water. But at the end of the day, it does encourage ways to use it. It does encourage thought processes that you have around it. It does encourage different things about it. And therefore, if I can hold a hundred kilo kilograms of the power and you can only control or, and you can only hold 90 kilograms of the power, I have an advantage. If I'm already used to grabbing a hold of a hundred kilograms of something and throwing it at someone, and you are used to lightly gathering 90 gram, you know, 90 kilograms of whatever it is, I now have an, uh, an advantage in a wartime or dual time type situation. Now, I have stamina. Right? Now, that does not mean that I'm going to be able to build a building as deftly as you. And that should definitely go along with power. Um. And I would not be able to heal as well as you because you have an advantage there. But again, it's definitely a very interesting. It's definitely a very interesting thing because I I just want to mention someone in our Discord just said something that I think is very apropos. Surrendering takes more strength than grabbing. To some people, it absolutely does. To some people, it absolutely doesn't. It absolutely makes, it matters more about how your brain works and how you think things should work rather than an inherent better or worse or strong or not. Uh, because I think that surrendering to something can be very weak. Surrendering something to something else can be extremely strong. Grabbing a hold of something can be extremely weak. Grabbing a hold of something else can be extremely strong. And so, again, there are just an infinite number of variables about what all of this means. And my sort of... I, I'm going to go into some, oh. some sort of final thoughts here because 
because we're we're getting a little we ended up doing the foundation for this i think that we probably have a lot more to talk about this but but we're we're going to the point already um just as a general back to the topic but also to what we've been talking about I think one of the things that the people in the Age of Legends had a huge advantage over the people in the Third Age is not only the idea of just culling out power um, and the sort of chalices becoming smaller, but also there's a big piece of this that is knowledge. I think that way more people in the Age of Legends knew the rules a lot better than people in the third age and i think that that makes them at least feel a lot stronger in the power even if they're not necessarily so much ridiculously stronger in the in the actual scale of how much they can hold which it also seems like they are but even if they're only like one step down an abundance of knowledge is super strong. Knowledge is power. Knowledge makes you a lot more equipped to be able to deal with situations. And when you can do things with your, with whatever medium it is that you're using that other people can't even dream of, that's almost insurmountable in a lot of ways i i love i love how your your point boils down to uh education connection for free (laughs) they were well educated yes so let me let me just let me just ask this and 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 anybody out there uh patrons listening live go ahead and leave a comment in the section if you're on youtube um, or if you're listening somewhere else and you can leave a comment, go ahead and leave a comment. Pause below. the video now. At yeah, well, pause at the video well, after I'm going to ask this question, then pause, put in your Somebody best answer. Pause the video now when they're just like, what do I do now? What do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> what now, Andrew? You smart ass. Your computer, is it more powerful than a computer that was in, say, the 1960s or 70s? You think like this is the only wall of my is it, house is it that isn't powerful. computer banks. Ah. Everything else, computer banks. The ceiling, <laughs> computer banks. My floppy disk are this big around. And each one only holds five <laughs> minutes. So here's here's my point. My point is I don't think anybody could yeah <laughs> iris define power because i plug it into the same outlet you plug your 1970s computer into the same outlet <laughs> i like more shoddy's comment listen some oh, guy got doomed to run on listen, a nokia. some guy got a doomed to run on a nokia damn yeah but his computer can't run the wheel of time game so well you know uh, power versus compatibility computer, buddy which has been a big part of the conversation here how compatible are you with the different tenants and the different abilities and channeling versus how much raw wattage how much raw yes. power do you put well in? just to give you guys an idea just to give you guys a little bit of of uh context here the apollo computer 
that led the Apollo space mission had a total of 32,000 bits of RAM. Okay, think about that. Bits, not bytes. Bits. Bits. One bit is an eighth of a byte. So if you divide 32,000 in by eight, you get 4,000. So we're talking essentially four kilobytes of RAM. What would you be able to do nowadays with a computer that could only handle four kilobytes of RAM? Probably nothing. Letter A. Probably nothing. But they went to the moon. Iris, I'm sorry. I know it's not, I know it doesn't translate exactly. Yeah. <laughs> RAM, RAM equaling power is a oversimplification, but it's it's not untrue. Think of but RAM as I, the Rolodex I, for your computer. Yeah, I, 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 I use this wordage very specifically because I want to point out that the processing power and capabilities of those computers back then by an eyeball comparison can easily be said to be nowhere near as capable. But Can you imagine telling an astronaut had, now you're going into space on four kilobits of information? Yeah. And they quit on the spot. Yeah. And and like, to go fuck to the moon, you, bro. To go to the moon with them as much power as you know, like it just my point being is that just because you've got a computer that has 11,000 lines of text code that you're able to code and modify and code and modify to do, make it do different things doesn't necessarily mean you can't get the job done. A great example of this is Andrel, as we have alluded to before. But we also get, you know, Avienda thinking she can figure out how to do a, a gateway if she can figure out how to do it rather than being forced to do it the way she was told to do it. You get a lot of examples of this with the kin. Um, there's the one lady who has a super special way of making a, a shield for the one power. She could hold anybody because it's more elastic than it is. You know, you've got healing weaves from the IOI. Hey, there's just so many things about quantifying the one power that really you can't, as Andrew said earlier, you can't, it's impossible. So just because someone can hold more of the one power than you does not necessarily mean that they're more capable than you. Just because someone can hold less power, less of the one power than you doesn't mean you should think them inferior in any way. Swan taught us that lesson in Saladar when she realized, holy shit, these people are just ignoring me. They don't even care that I'm here. I could hear and learn and know everything. And she kind of does, and it's kind of cool. So knowing is 90% of the battle. My my are, are we ready for final thoughts? Does anybody have anything else? Well, I think Daniel I already, already threw did mine in. Oh, did you? Years. Hey, look at me going. <laughs> my bad. Sorry. I'll pay attention okay. next time. No, I won't. Um, my final thoughts on this subject are attention deficit. Ooh, squirrel. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, my final thoughts on this are: look, it's it, it. Define how you want to quantify the one power before you just go on and say, "Well, it's not okay that that men are 
could channel more of the one power. I mean, it's it's just a thing, guys. It's a facet. It is one facet in the many faceted gem that is the rules and regulations when it comes to the one power. There are women who can channel more than men. There are, you know, men who can do more with water and air than with women. These are not rigid rules. They're generalities. In fact, I feel like there's actually a pretty high likelihood that there are most men who can actually do more with water and air than they can with women. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Uh, Day, everyone! (laughs) Third age pocket. (laughs) Hey, with a little bit of fire. I'm leaving. I'm leaving it there. Uh, Go ahead. That's irresponsible. That's littering, and that's illegal. All right, sir. Can't just leave things places. Distributing the free literature. Huh? <laughs> so, um, fuck, I had a really hey, good thought earlier. Just FYI, if Matt was here, he could definitely do more with women. He knows women. No, I think a parent. Uh, Oliver's the, the real winner here. <laughs> hey, everything Oliver knows, he learned from Matt and Telmanis. <laughs> Which is why Matt thinks he's a little shit. Oh, I remember my example now. <laughs> Yay, uh, we did it! I have interviewed more people for an IT job in the past three months than I ever thought I would in my life. Um, and if we're talking about uh, a comparison amongst how much you can grab and hold on to versus your skills in holding on to information and using it, oh, Bitch, let me tell you, I I have seen people, I have interviewed people that have done jobs that we're talking like NSA level jobs above what I do. I do bare basic civilian contractor working for the DOD stuff. We're talking like NSA doing all this fabled stuff, leading sections of the NSA have all these certs, CISSP. Cat or CASP, um, CCNA certs, uh, which is actually an exam that I failed uh, because I couldn't study because work is a fucking dick. But you know, uh, they pay me well enough so they can be a dick uh, for now. Um, I cannot tell you the amount of people that with CCNA certificates or certifications that I have asked to tell me the difference between a static IP and DHCP, which is very base, bare bones information for people working in working in the IT field uh, that only either gave me a half answer or no answer. I cannot tell you the number of people that gave me uh, that have security plus certifications that cannot tell me uh, the function of a default gateway. Uh, people that could not tell me uh, what the probable problem of having a machine start up with no screen but the fan spinning high and then shutting itself off after a couple of seconds, what that might be. Um, Things that for me, I consider very easy questions, very easy solutions. Um, So that's not to say that these individuals are dumb or stupid or wrong, because they're not. They're they're obviously not, not if they pass those tests. But it's a comparative kind of analysis between the skill sets that you're going to find in the wheel of time 
And it's one of the things that we see that makes Rand so drastically different and more effective than the other Ashaman and the other Aes Sedai around him. He didn't know what he was doing with Arrows of Fire, but his past soul had the knowledge and the ability to recollect it and do Arrows of Fire and Blossoms of Flame and these kind of things. So, Also, real quick, I am reminded of the quote that Andrew brought in last week that I think is again very appropriate here. If you ta- or if you judge a fish based on its ability to climb a tree, it will forever think it is dumb. That is yes. not a good way of judging every person or Absolutely. animal or Absolutely. thing or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Um so we we've talked a lot about uh, the bare bones of the kind of power ranking structure of the power structure of the relative strength of individual. Well, we haven't really talked a lot about the relative strength of individuals, but sure. The, this kind of proclivity for the, the published documentation to talk about individual strength relative, mostly to how much of the power they can hold um, with some caveats given to individuals between their initial strength and their potential strength. Some caveats given to others uh, based off of notable feats here and there. Um, it's it's not what I expected the conversation to be. I am by no means disappointed same. in the conversation. Um, <laughs> also said. Uh, Maybe we'll do a part two I, where we can do the actual compare and contrast that we well, initially we, meant we to. Have to. We have yeah. to. Because this this was setting the, the ground stage, the entry level kind of expectations or, or kind of status quo of third age channeling power structure. We didn't even set the structure for Age of Legends power structure. That's right. Uh, no. <laughs> um, ex- except establishing very briefly that Age of Legends uh, channelers are definitely, uh, or at least should be more powerful than uh, third age, though I challenge that drastically. Um, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. There's a conversation to be had there for sure. Yeah, and, and well, I think, and it I is think a we set it up best well. Save. Yeah, um, yeah. I think we did a lot of good setting up for a part two, like Daniel said, like Josh said. Um, and I hope that everybody that's listening to this now, listening to this later, uh, thinks that uh, the second part would be great. Whether you do or don't, we'll probably still do it either way, but we <laughs> love your feedback and your opinion on it because uh, we might do it sooner if more people want us to actually compare Age of Legends uh, channeling strength to the third age channeling strength um, and the facets there uh, through the lens of this conversation. Um, Indeed. But it is dynamic. It is ever-changing. It is, like many things in the time, infinitely interesting if you're willing to go down that rabbit hole, uh, which we all are because we've been go doing this since fucking 2018. Be the Robert Frost. Take the road less traveled. Let's go. That's my final vote. That's it. That's it. By the way, that's a synonym for butt stuff. So have fun with your Robert Frost day. Butt stuff. Hashtag butt stuff. Hey, so if you want to know why we were just randomly laughing our asses off, remember, you've got to go. God damn it, we're shoddy. (laughs) You got to go to Black Tower Pod. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now I can see. That. I thought it was like a stomach at first, and then yeah. I saw the split, and I was like, "What the fuck happened to this person?" 
right, never mind. Go to blacktowerpod.com, sign up for our Patreon, and listen to live. Listen to us live as we record these episodes and get Do to see now. the horrifying comments. I mean, hilarious comments that our other live listeners make during the show. And then you can know what we're laughing at. And it's great. It's always a fun time. Uh, remember, be a patron, support the Mahales for as little as a dollar a month. Um, and you too can be a member of the Black Tower. Um, things are great. The world is wonderful. As my, as my good friend Eric Butts says, times are tough, things are crazy. But if you guys all just remember, we will get through this. We will get through this together. And he makes you say it with him. You don't have to say it with me. Oh. But we I was thinking of God is great, beer this. is good, people are crazy. We will get through this together. Well, that's my country coming out right there. But that's it. So, hey, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting the channel by giving us a like, by giving us a follow. Hashtag Taint Watch. We're making the taint sauce. It's going to be ready for Jordan Con. It's going to be delicious. So you got to be there. And Norm, I haven't forgotten about your bottle. I've still got it. And I'm sorry I haven't sent it to you. Things have been cray cray. But I got your address. I got your bottle. It's coming at you. We also, that you've, oh, on the tickety talkities, in addition to the taint sauce, uh, you will also find the occasional snippet from, um, I got you guys like above and below me. So I'm going to point down for Daniel because <laughs> uh, Daniel's below me currently in the screen, not in life, but in the screen. Uh, <laughs> Daniel has a rum bar very close to him where he is going on a rum journey through, I believe, the entirety of the Caribbean, uh, which sounds incredible. And I am jealous and I love it. Um, but you can also find me. I am taking an uh trying different bottles of whiskey if you don't know whiskey does also uh, encompass things like scotch and bourbon um i am trying different ones of those we actually just uploaded a new one today as we're recording this on valentine's day so if you're interested in that kind of stuff go and check it out and leave recommendations for us if you're leaving a recommendation for me please leave a recommendation for a whiskey slash scotch slash bourbon if it's for daniel Please leave a recommendation for a whiskey, or not a whiskey, a rum, uh, namely a Caribbean rum. And I believe Daniel's about to show you his map of the Caribbean. It's so yeah. big. Oh, can you there bring it closer? so many things. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. So, so this the, is incredible. Caribbean map. And then around the edge, wow. you just have all of the different countries with... The different rums that you're gonna try from each place. Got their rum done in Barbados, man. So fun. Mm. I've actually tried eight of them. I have not recorded uh, the five that I have tried on my map yet. Um, or videos because we haven't exciting. seen them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but if you have recommendations, if you're a lover of whiskey, if you're a lover of rum, if you're a lover of scotch, bourbon, mead, um. Uh, whatever the case Guinness. have you let us know and uh, <laughs> we we may have uh, a more interesting announcement ready for you come uh, closer to April depending mm -hmm. on how things go and how we feel but Indeed. 
Uh, we're excited. You should be excited. Jordan Con, see us there. If you haven't already gotten your tickets and your stuff, go ahead and get it now. JordanCon.org for everything. Jordan Con can't make it to Jordan Con. Make sure you show up to WatCon. WatCon this year is actually during my birthday. Saturday is my birthday, the 15th of July. Go to WatCon.com. Uh, we're all involved in some of the organization and planning of WatCon, and we would love to see you there. We had a blast last year. Well, the guys had a blast last year. I had a cool day and a half because fucking asshole sickness. But, you know, well, not the asshole sickness, but, you know, it was it was the pandemic. <laughs> it was sickness. not sickness in his asshole. Yeah. Yes. I mean, well, you never know. It could be whatever. Uh, but uh, we're so excited uh, to see you at JordanCon, to see you at WatCon. If you can't make it, again, blacktowerpod.com for all your stuff, Black Tower, including our Patreon that has a whole slew of benefits that uh, many others are already enjoying, and you should enjoy too if you would very much like to support what we do here. But that being said, we're going to stop selflessly promoting all of us for now for the next five seconds and say thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for tuning in to our live listeners. And we cannot wait to see you again. For all of us here at the Black Tower Podcast, I have been your Bajan Mahal, Andrew. I have been your sword. And I have. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed a little bit more insane than you were when you first got here. Excellent. And I have been your Amon Khan Mahal Daniel, bringing you the news that Jordan Khan actually only has 321 three-day passes left. So hurry up, hurry up. That happened. Uh, but from all of us here at the Black Tower, thank you very, very much for being here. We hope that you are having a wonderful morning or whatever it is for you guys. And in case we don't see you again, good afternoon, good evening. Good night. Oh, you're right back. Sorry. Now I gotta stop the recording. There it is.